Just been to Five Guys. Have you ever been? What the f***? Oh. I had a burger, uh, and you get a load of free toppings. Uh, fr- toppings are free. Woo, it's behind you. paying for it, I'm telling you. So I got that, and regular fries, and a drink. £16.70! £16.70! Oh, man, what? What's £16.70 for the... This episode is dedicated to Darren Ballard Riley on the eve of his birthday. Happy birthday, and thank you, Darren, for sharing your music all these years here on the Film Photography Podcast. This is Five Guys Burgers and a Bucket of Fries, making a collect call to... Darren Riley. To honor your special day, please accept our one-time coupon for Pay 2, Get 1 deal. We look forward to seeing the birthday boy soon. Coupon does not include burger toppings, fries, or drink. And please, do not forget to bust your table. (laughs) Hey everybody, this is... Mike Rosso, Film Photography Podcast, episode 301. 301? Like you started at 1 and we're at 301 now? That's right. Wow. Wow. This Did is... you skip any numbers? <laughs> no. That's you didn't a have lot. Like, you didn't have like 295A. This is February 15th, 2023. That's 300 episodes. Happy Valentine's Day, Mike. <laughs> Today's a day where all the uh, cheapskate husbands... Buy the half-off candy. No, happy they, happy 90% off chocolate day. Yeah. <laughs> they flock to the supermarket to buy really crappy, like, cheap dozen roses. Hey, on today's show, uh, by the way, I'm here. My name is Mike, and I'm here with John Fidelli. My name is John. And Mr. Mark Dalzell. Hello. And uh, Leslie Lazenby is going to be joining us for a segment. Oh, lovely. And today's show, uh, we're going to be talking about the Konica Konica. Konica Konica? Konica Happy Konica. That's a, that's a camera. Talking about the, you know, right now there's a big ECN2 craze going on. It's like all the cool kids are shooting ECN2 color film. We're going to be talking about the new kit that uh, hit at the FPP. And, you know, Mark, that kit, I'm going to save it for the show. That kit is cheap. I thought this was the show. I think it's twenty bucks. That's yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's too cheap. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm gonna sh- check it. Yeah, Are you sure cheap. you can uh, you can sell these products at these prices, Mike? Maybe I don't know. You're, You're like Crazy Eddie over SEC. here. And then we're gonna have an awesome segment on uh, D96. We're gonna have listener letters and a heck of a lot, heck heck a heck, heck, heck of a lot more. A uh, yakum a lot more. And we're going to. Uh, Take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go right into our segment on D96. All right. A disc camera makes a great gift, but make sure it has an automatic flash, automatic exposure, ideally a five-year power pack, automatic wind-on, most important, a glass lens, and the button that does it all for you. This Kodak disc camera will give you all six for around £30. There are cheaper cameras, but then something has to go. The Kodak disc camera, a complete gift. 
Hey, we're back. You know, uh, about two years ago, uh, the FPP started carrying a black and white photochemistry called D96. And this is because uh, we carry and sell a lot of movie film, a notable Eastman double X. And D96 is the native chemistry, which commercial lab in motion picture would be developing Eastman double X and D96. So we looked into it and we now carry a powder to make one gallon. And of course, <laughs> and... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give away the whole. I just want to give you. And now I'm turning the floor over to Leslie. And now I'm turning the floor over to Leslie Lazenby to take it away, Leslie. Anyway, as Mike said, D96 is a black and white developer that's long been used in the motion picture industry as a standard black and white developer, movie developer. It was previously only available in very large quantities. If you wanted to order like a drum of it, not a problem. Personally, I knew very little about D96 developers before film, uh, film photography projects adventure into offering it. What I did know was that it was a developer that was used for black and white motion picture stocks. That's it. It can be also used with, even though it's a... I don't want to say a vintage developer. It was a time-tested developer. Mm -hmm. It can be used with modern T-grain films. It can. It can. It's great. But, of course, that original packaging was just not conducive for home darkrooms. But it is now. It is a very forgiving developer. It has more highlight control than other developers. It gives what I think is a rather cine-inspired look to your films. D96 actually has a little bit lower contrast mm -hmm. for your developer with the ability to increase the contrast by either maybe increasing your developing time a little bit mm -hmm. or even your agitation. So it's one that can be really fine-tuned. It has a very long life. And I know those of you who are looking at uh, developers from the financial point of view, you don't mm -hmm. want to buy it. Use it once and twice, and it's it's Forget gone. about it, and then it's yep. dead. So yep. very long life. When you mix a gallon, and that is the unit that it comes in, I would recommend storing it in four one-quart bottles. As you use it, use out of only one quart. And when the contrast begins to get a little lower than you like, you can start another quart, but don't throw that first one away. Um, if you have a situation where you have extremely contrasty lighting, it's just like just a, well, we don't see it in Ohio, but once in a while we actually travel out of the <laughs> Put state. Put through the old sauce. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can help reduce that contrast and get you know more uh, mm -hmm. information in the highlights and the shadows. Go back to that first court you were using, and it controls it. We recommend using this as a stock developer. And if you remember a stock developer, you pour out of the container, you use it, you pour it back, and you reuse it. You can also dilute it one-to-one. -one, but there again, I would dedicate one of my quart bottles for that one-to-one, -one, one part water, one part developer. And uh, you always want to make sure when you dilute a developer like that that it is fresh and has not been used. And after you use it, you will throw it away. You will not reuse that. It's a one-shot developer. This developer will begin to lose contrast rather than completely exhausting or dying rapidly like other developers. Mm. When you think about it, oh, I can just spike this up in printing or in scanning rather than to have a really crappy negative because your developer was dying or dead is there again an ease on the mind and the temperament and the wallet. FPP has it available in a quantity 
that truly is conducive to the individual use. It's not a it's not a five liter thing. It's good on one gallon. Package does make one gallon, and that is about a fifty percent savings over buying it prepackaged in a liter form. You just mix it up, store it in those uh, four quart bottles, and it's like getting three developers in one. We tested many films and found the majority to fall within seven to eight and a half minutes. And this would be a stock time, not a diluted time when I refer to that. The massive dev chart has D96 developer options as well. Many report getting at least 50 rolls out of a gallon. Wow. Wow. And normally I just like, go back off. Don't push your developer. (laughs) It's going to go bad. I really don't see a problem with that number. I think it's mm-hmm. highly possible. It's a very stable product for storage and for use. My experience has been nothing less than positive with this developer. Films I found I just simply did not like before. Foma Pan 100 and 5222XX, mm-hmm. FPP2X, never really cared for it. Now they perform wonderfully. Um, it not only they not only look better, they just scan easier too. Hmm. So I'm not actually what printed them to know how that is, but I can't imagine if they're easier in a scan, they've got to be easier in a traditional. And I think the the secret with the double um, X is the fact. Obviously, it was a cine film. Is a cine film. Oof. This developer was made for it. Mm-hmm. It's really funny because I really can't put my finger on what was different about it. Hmm. Or the, the developer? The, or the, the image. Like in that Foma Pan 100, the first time I used it, I thought, I really have no use to ever use this again. Because it wasn't... It's just the look was wrong. There's just something wrong. Not underexposure, not overexposure. It's that highlight yeah. separation, Leslie. Is that what it is? It's the highlight separation because I, I have a love-hate with... Uh, some of the more traditional grain emulsions, same as you're experiencing with the double X. My go-to when I was souping film for Midwest Photo was always HC 110 Dilution B. Just yes. run yep. it through as as quick as possible. Foma always block at the mid tones and higher. Always blocks up to this really nasty, weird gray. That's and exactly it, it. And it never prints well. I can't separate it. You run it through a flatter developer like D96, and it's got a gorgeous long scale. It's- same contrast filter it'll print with, and it's just, it's nice. And really nice contact sheets. And precisely why they make more than one developer and more than one film. <laughs> yeah. So that you can find these sweet spots and fine-tune them. I have another question, Leslie. Sorry. Yes, you go right ahead. So a develop- usually when a developer has such a long life like D96, folks like uh, houses that will develop cinema film and or even like school programs, they love a developer like that because it will also play well into replenished solutions oh, yes, too. Oh, it would, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. you just top a little bit off. So doing it the same way, you separate into a working stock and then you replenish off that, it, it lasts the whole semester. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that economically for a school, yeah. something like that is really mm-hmm. brilliant. I'm going to say if you have not tried D96 and maybe for the curiosity of it, or maybe there's some of these films that you just have thought in the past and I just don't really like it, maybe that's going to be the answer. I, I really don't think you'll be disappointed with whatever you use it for. I certainly was pleasantly surprised at its performance, and I now consider it as one of my favorite developers. Yeah. Nice. Mike, when uh, when I get some mummy, if I could grab like two or three gallons of uh, yes. of D96, because that is, it really is a sweet combo. Leslie's, yeah, mm-hmm. spot on. Even in my pyro, what? it's just... Pyro's pyro's too flat for for that type of emulsion, 
and it just never comes out right. But the D96 just smooths it on out. It's, it's great. Thanks, Leslie. You're welcome. Hey, folks, Michael Rosso. Just a quick note about shooting home movies on film. The Film Photography Project has brought back the regular 8 format and now offers film developing and scanning right in our online store, filmphotographystore.com. As a matter of fact, we support filmmaking across the board with not only regular 8 film, but a full line of Super 8 film and 16mm film, including some brand new exclusive film stocks. Check it all out filmphotographystore.com find your parents, grandparents home movie camera and start shooting or head over to a thrift store car boot sale or ebay.com pick up a camera and start shooting some movies on film home movies on film at the Film Photography Project Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. Mark, have you have you used the have you used the have you used the D ninety six? No, no. Okay. Well, I I just Are heard about sure? it a couple minutes ago myself, and I'm not sure what what's the D ninety six. I heard a D seventy six. Everyone during the breaks there in the green room, smoking or drinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, D ninety six tasted terrible. Is a motion picture black and white motion picture developer, and it's a much mellower. So if you have a high contrast film, a D ninety six is a nice. Is a nice development compared to seventy six. Yes, seventy six yeah. is higher contrast. Gotcha. So yeah, good. Oh, so it's more mellow. It's important to. I want to thank. Oh uh, yeah, I want to thank uh, Steve Smalley. He is. Oh, he's from Stewart's a, brother. Stuart Smalley. He's from who is Stuart Smalley? From Saturday Night Live. I'm smart enough. I'm nice enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Well, Steve is from an APO. Al Franken. We were just talking about. That's him. right. This is from a C C M R. Box APO. What does that mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Ezra, I, a, I can't military. spell that. High. Oh, military. is it military? Okay. Oh, Steve has a Stephen has a military address. Does it say like what country he's in? No, not allowed. Oh. So top secret. So yeah. Stephen, he sent in his um, two rolls of Super 8 film for developing and scanning. Here. Ah. Mm-hmm. And he sent this box with the film. Yes. And this yes. and this box. And this all makes sense now because it's an APO address. Tells you he's in military, and he's probably not in the U.S. Yeah, and it's clear he's not in the U.S. Oh, because these are off-brand. Oh my type god, candies? We got some great stuff here. Stuff I never heard of. Let's really? start with. Oh, wow! Pink pig. That's got to be Japanese. Kachi's party Fred. Oh, and there's like a pink pig. What? A pink a party pig with a kiss on it. And it's like it's like a nice. It's like, I don't know what it is. Is it like gummy? Are you sure it's gummy? Food? It's chewy. Yes. <laughs> mm. Maybe it's like bubble bath tablets or Next something. Up, yeah. Ritter Sport chocolate covered marzipan. Oh, I know those. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's marzipan? Cookies? What's marzipan? Are they cookies? It's I like think it's, sugar. It's like, it's like uh, uh, almond paste, isn't it? Oh, is it? Look, we do eat I don't know. Oh, what is this? It's illegal this in this This is country. Ritter Sport <laughs> Pfeffermins. Peppermins. Haribo. That's great. Fruit Mania. Whoa! There's a little bear on the on the package. The gummies. That's yeah, the gummy bear like, people. Haribo. Oh, they are. They're like the the real gummy. Yeah, people. but they're, they're like oh berry flavored uh, gummies. I'm gonna try some of these it's mints. Gummy gummy bears. Oh, gummy yeah. berries. Gummy bears and gummer berries. Haribo. Uh-huh. Haribo. Oh. Look at that. Mm, I'm uh-huh. curious about that. How do you pronounce that? Oh, God, it's open on the bottom. How do you pronounce that? Viola. Viola. 
Wah. Viola. Maybe. I want to try those. I like the color of those. These are good. Yeah, let's try the purple. I like the color of their jib. <laughs> These are pop waste of and yellow. Yes, thank you. You pour it in your hand. You don't stick your hand in the bag. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Stephen was very thoughtful yeah, of you. Stephen. To send us these international treats. I really, really appreciate it. Mm. I'm always happy to try something new, like that time we ate bugs. <laughs> since, since 2019, we've been selling regular 8mm, Super 8, 16mm movie film, yeah. but then also offering the developing scan services. Right. We have a scanning department right here in-house. Yep. Top of the line, people. Yeah. Top of the line. Are you allowed Top to say who men. some of your other clients are? Yes. Uh, Bowie Estate. Yeah. <laughs> John Lennon Estate. You're laughing. Wow. You're, not, you're not giving You got any customers that are alive? Right here, right here. Time to wake this show up. Where's Johnny Link? Well, you know, it's like... Yeah, it's state of art facility. You've been involved in the Bowie movie. Mean, what was it? Moon Age Daydream? Moon Age Daydream. We did. We scanned every piece of film. <clears throat> I am the biggest David Bowie fan on the planet. I have... You name an album, mm, legit or not, and I have it. I mean, I've been collecting Bowie, LPs, 45s, yeah. since I'm a child. But, you know... When it comes to, like, I don't get phased by, like, stardom. Even those days, John, when we were, like, uh, you know, shooting news, mm -hmm. and you'd have to run into a celebrity or... Well, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Oh. I just don't... Faye Dunaway. I mean, they're just people. They're just people, people. Hey, there's Screech from uh, Saved by the Bell. <clears throat> they're just people, and they just need to get stuff done, like scanning. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly. These are really good, these marzipans. Thanks, Stephen. Yes, that was a well-needed... Uh, Boost. Yep, that's marzipan. Mrs. Jones knows what's going on in the world, but she never reads a newspaper. Mr. Jones knows if he's won the polls, even before the sports roundup. Or if he hasn't. Scott Jones always gets to hear the crucial sounds, but his friends never do. So what have the Joneses got that other people don't have? Oracle Teletext. It gives you the edge. ECN2. Speaking of chemistry, Mike. D96. FPPC41 ECN2 Super Color Negative Development Kit. One liter. It's like the 2012 price of $20. That's too low. How do you do it, Mike? 20 American dollars? 20 American dollars gets you an ECN2 kit right now, folks. So, Mark. And it'll develop at least 200 rules. <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, no, I gave no. I, no don't do that. I, I gave uh, a, a copy of the kit to uh, Mark Dalzell. So Mark he photocopied me one. Made, now Mark has used a previous kit known as the C the the C forty one kit, mm -hmm. which was a developer Blix stabilizer version one and version two. Yeah. So this is a whole new kit. So tell us about it, Mark. It's a yeah. It's very similar. If you've used the other FPP C forty one kit, it's very very similar feel to that. So uh, you get your three little packets. You've got um, a developer, a bleach, and then a fix. You make up one liter of each. Um, comes as a, as three powdered envelopes. Um, give them a day or so to, to melt in, and then you, you use it the same way the C forty one kit did. So you you're gonna do a, a pre wash. Uh, you're gonna do a three minute develop, a wash, a three minute bleach, a wash, and then a five minute fix. 
and you're done. The only extra step that you have to do if you're, I mean, if you want to fool around with using regular C41 film with it, that's cool. But if you're using the ECN2 film and it's got the anti-halation layer on the film, you just have to make sure you wipe that off in the final wash stage. And that just comes right off. Like I sort of, as I'm pulling the the film out of the final wash, I sort of squeegee it between my fingers and that pulls all it's just of Just coming off on your fingers. It just comes, yeah, it makes my fingers a little black and you just rinse it off. But yeah, it just comes right off. It's not, you don't have to scrub it. You don't have to scrape it. And yeah, if you, if you use like a squeegee on, on the last wash instead of, I mean, I use my mm. fingers as a squeegee, but that'll, that'll pretty much take it right off. Do you squeegee your film? But you'll just need to like hold it up to the light and make sure you didn't miss any blotches of it. Because if you did, you'll have to go back and re-soak it. Oh, to get it off later on. If it dries on. again, then you're. If it dry, yeah. If it dries, you can't scan it. So then you'll have to get it, you know, soak it again to get and the black off. Was it similar that uh, you had to warm up your water? Like you warm up your chemistry? Yeah. The the only real differences is the the C forty one kits say to do like one hundred and two degrees. This one says one hundred and six degrees. Which how are the results? The results are good. Oh, and the other difference on the on the kit is in the original C forty one, you're doing a three and a half minute wa- or three and a half minute develop, and then a six and a half minute blix or bleach or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this one, it's three and three so it's like you know 30 percent faster to actually develop with this stuff than with the c41 too which is cool too so did you actually uh develop an actual ecn2 film yep i have a roll of the uh, 500 250d what's that where'd you get that 250d oh it's oh that's awesome probably probably mike but yeah there's an example i had i used a couple different examples (laughs) what are you trying to hypnotize her like a low light now folks mentioned that the colors pop better with this kit you know it's funny those are very very vivid colors yeah it's it's funny that you say that because i was thinking i was looking at it as if i was what am i trying to say it's because it's a motion picture film i was looking at it not as a still photography film stock but i was looking at it like imagining this was a still from a movie Mm. and i feel like some of them are a little vivid uh these two are particularly vivid just because the thing i was shooting was really vivid but just like the regular street scenes are a little more muted they didn't come out as bright as like this vmo 125 that i really like and they don't they don't look as bright as there's a lot of detail in the darks oh i mean yeah i mean the sharpness is incredible and the like the, the, the range is incredible um, but it just looks like it's sort of a gray day. Like it kind of gives it a more muted look. But mm, I got you. But yeah, this one was like a bright sunny day. Green it grass. It looks like an clothes. overcast day. But recently, in the last six months, I've been getting back into shooting again. And, and that stuff gets developed within a month or two. So I'm kind of back into it now. Mm. I now I'm back up to having like four different developers in my cupboard. So I can actually oh, okay. do a little bit of everything. The the controversy rages on about, you know, the black remjet and people buying remjet remover. Do you feel yeah. that because, like, uh, this is chemistry that needs to be heated up, that you're doing your pre-wash and you're, you're doing your developing, you're doing your fixing, that by the time you're at the very end, that... The remjet kind of quote unquote melts off the film, right? It just yeah, you just literally you can wipe it with your finger and it'll just come right off. But the the good thing about it is that it doesn't flake off or come off in, in any other stage of the developing. So I don't have my developer didn't turn mm. black, okay, and my you know my fix didn't turn black or gray. Like it didn't come off anywhere else until I actually wiped it once it was okay once it was saturated. Oh, that's good so to know. it doesn't mess up your chemicals. I mean, I'm I'm I pretty much go with the go with the flow kind of guy. I'm, I you know I don't I don't get too uptight about this kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I never found it to be a problem. I just wipe it off at the end, rinse it off, and good to go. I mean, do you think that even if there was an issue, that whatever issue it causes is negligible to the chemistry or to the photo if it gets it a little well, bit It depends on what you consider to be significant or yeah. well i had uh the uh, previous kit that we you know we still have it the c just the c41 kit i used to get all sorts of flex in the developer like flex of remjet oh really floaties floating oh 
Doesn't matter. From the from the it, it doesn't from the, adhere to the from the Kodak from that 250D stuff. From or was it something else? 500T. Oh, it was because oh, yeah, I was wondering if it was something else. Because yeah, I didn't get anything at all. So, but even if you get flex in your any of your chemistry, it's just it's not breaking down, it's not dissolving into the chemistry. And coffee filter, it doesn't affect the chemistry. Yeah. So So at twenty bucks, bargain. Twenty bucks, boy. They they suggest twenty. I think twenty rolls. Oh yeah. Uh, And I mean, we've anybody who's listened to me from ten years ago talking about this. Yeah. I I could easily do fifty at least, and it still is fine. (laughs) It's fine. And again, people are listening to that saying, "Oh my God, no! I throw it away after ten. So that's fine. You can do what you want, but uh, you know, it's it's costing you like seventy five cents a roll to develop. It's so cheap. Yeah. Unheard of in twenty twenty three. Exactly. I mean, that's the cheapest part of the whole procedure because the freaking film is out of control. Yeah. Ten bucks for a roll of film, and then seventy five cents to develop it. You know, I think the folks developing at home with a kit like this are really have the advantage. For example, uh, Vision Three Color Film is readily available from a lot of different sources now. It's not that expensive. No, it's nope. a, It's cheaper than it's nine ninety nine or less a roll. Wow, nine ninety nine or less per for roll. Twenty four, expose twenty four. Some sell it for thirty six. Really? Yeah, it's readily available. Wow, a lot of people. It's just great it film. Up. How can it be so cheap? Because it's not. A, it's not a volume. Com- it's not. It's not a. Com- yeah, it's not uh, a commercial film, you know, that's made in a large factory. All of this is done, it's all, uh, what do you call it? Um, well, that would make it all more expensive since it's more artisanal. Yes, it's artisanal. Well, the people who roll it, us included, haven't realized that, you know. We're totally we- cool, man. We don't care. We just want people to shoot film, man. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of make too much money, bro. We just want you to shoot film be happy, man. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So now is is really the time. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to go off topic, but you know, the, there's still a shortage of color film here in the yeah, U.S. What are people paying for gold? Uh, Two hundred. Well, look, Kodak gold or real yeah, gold? Yeah, Kodak gold. Well, <laughs> real gold and gold. Where? <laughs> Let's see what gold is in the FPP store. Oh my gosh, twenty dollars. I'll give you some. Uh, Kodak. I got mountains of it. Yeah, Kodak I got four freezers gold. Full. <laughs> Kodak gold, thirty-six exposure at FPP, ten ninety-nine a roll. Oh, that's not so bad. But you see, I can't comment on people who like. You can go right now on Amazon and buy it. Yeah, and I guarantee you, it's, it's twenty thirty dollars. Let's see, uh, Amazon secondary market. I tell is. everyone. Wait, but I missed this. How many rolls are you getting for that? What are we, what are we one, talking? One roll for how much money? Ten ninety-nine for gold. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why? Because that's what <laughs> What's we wrong with people. That's what we sell it for. Here, here's Amazon. I tell everyone the same thing. Don't buy it I'm like, Amazon. for God's sake, don't go on Amazon. But you know what? People need it fast. If you're young and you have your mom Prime. and dad's credit card. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like And it comes the next day, maybe. Yeah. Uh twenty four sixty five. Oh my God. Uh, for one roll? Yes. That's ridiculous. Here's a three pack for forty four twenty two. It's not bad. Oh my god, I'm gonna go sell all my Kodak gold. What about uh, on eBay? I'm not on the eBay, I'm on the Amazon. Right at as of this recording moment, gold is out of stock. We're gonna be restocking soon. You know, it's just I don't know, folks. Shoot uh Kodak Vision 3 movie film. Yeah. And if you don't want to develop it yourself, you could send it to um Blue Moon Camera and Machine, Boutique Photo Lab, Old School Photo Lab. There are photo you know, when we mail when we mail out roll of, of mm. the movie color film out to customers, we include a sheet with it that says, Hey, you can get it developed here. Not darkroom. The darkroom does not do uh E C N two. Oh, okay. Vision uh, 3 now film. You, you, you have Kodak Gold that's fresh. Oh, it's spanking fresh. So fresh it should be slapped. Not- Slap your mama fresh. <laughs> Not it's, like because on eBay people are selling expired stuff. How much for a three pack? Fifteen dollars. 
That's good. Oh, so. that's that's what I would expect yeah. to be. Or for a four-pack, 20 bucks. I was going to say, back in the day, I sent a roll that had been washed and dried in my dryer out to the darkroom. Yes. And it came back, and a lot of the, you know, um, emulsion, thank you, a lot of the emulsion was torn, ripped. I even asked, told Keith Swan that, and he's like, well, oh, we don't really do that because we don't want to pollute all our chemicals if we know that. If it was all stuck to each other. Yeah, it had yeah. fabric softener, and whoever knows what else changed Exactly. Yeah. You souped your film and didn't even know it. I didn't know it. I sent it in. I was like, "What the f-? You pulled a Dane I, Johnson. So if so, and so if so, and so if just to make things more confusing for you folks. So this ECN two kit will develop the Kodak Vision three movie film or Seattle Filmworks film, well, but it will also develop C forty one film. Or you could use the C forty one kit, and it's confusing because people are like, well, it says here ECN two only. Well, the only problem with commercial labs is that Remjet layer. That's it. Mm. It's that's the only reason why you can't commercially develop Vision three film because of that Remjet layer, yeah. which gets into what Cine still does, which is they take it off. Yeah, they take it. They take it off ahead of time. Well, and that that's my next test, and that's my next question What's because. That? I'm not. I'm not an expert on emulsions and developers and all that. So my next question is: What happens if I take a couple of rolls of ECN2, shoot the exact same thing, develop some of them C41, some of them ECN2? Like uh, that's what I want to see is what the difference is. Well, from 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 what we see, you're going to see a bolder, brighter color in the ECN2 kit and a more subdued, normal color in the C41 kit. Okay. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what we see. And what's the general reason for shooting Different... ECN over the C41 film anyway? Uh, well, from my perspective, the current kit is cheaper. <laughs> no, I mean the, just the, the film stocks itself. What will I see between shooting ECN2 and shooting C41? If I, if I take the exact same shot with both of those stocks, I develop them in their proper chemicals, what will I see? You're going to see a more, more subdued image, more subdued color in C41 kit, and a a bolder color in the ECM. Oh, okay. That's more the vibrant. general rule. Yes, more vibrant. But h- higher contrast? I don't know. No. Yeah, yeah I'm curious now. Now i got to do some tests. All right. You got your next project. That's how I feel about, like, the Ektar. Like, I always feel like the Ektar, the colors really pop. So there you go, folks. ECN2 kit develops ECN2 color film or C41 film at home. It's 20 bucks a kit. Bargain. Yeah, and I, I can tell you the prices. And it will give you a more vibrant color if you develop C41 film in it, you're saying? Yes. Okay, cool. And, and That's the takeaway that I need. And, and this is our current batch. I guarantee you when I go to reorder the kit, we'll, you'll uh, be out. No, it'll be up. Oh, up. More money. More, mo- more money. Now's the time. So. so get in there. Yeah. Is there a limit per person? Like a two bag, no, there's two no bag limit. Limit? No two limit. kit limit? How no. many you got? Also about price changes upcoming in March. Uh, oh, jeez. Kodak raising prices. But Again? Let me, but let me tell you, folks. I, you know, right here on the FPP, Matt Mirage was touting using distilled water to, you know, develop your films. Like, mm-hmm. ah, go pick up a, you know, gallon of uh, distilled water, you know, a buck. And mm-hmm. he's right. Always was a buck. Yeah. That That $1... A gallon jug of distilled water is now two forty nine. Mm, doubled, mm. more than doubled. If you use the inflation calculator on your smartphone, you will see that film, generally speaking, has not gone up at all. Like the price of what film is now, yeah. is equal to what it was in nineteen sixty. Everyone's mentioning, hey, the you know, complaining that it's like, look, this is the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised. I haven't been keeping track of it the last few years because I have, I haven't been shooting as much, and I have oh. such a crazy stockpile. Like I, when you say Kodak Gold, I think of four ninety nine, five ninety nine at Target or CVS, like right. you used to get it. But so I was just surprised that it's ten dollars a roll now, right? 
or fifteen well, on Amazon, or that's whatever, the, thirty-five on Amazon. That's the upside of having a uh, stockpile, refrigerated stockpile. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you're. I can make a quick thousand and sell my Fuji. <laughs> you're essentially <laughs> shooting for free now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got yeah. a lifetime supply of everything I could ever imagine. When mm. we come back, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's read a letter. We have so many letters. Oh, here, read this one. Hey, read this one. Ah, he's giving me another one. It says Ilford Fuji. Oh, this, this is a postcard Hawkeye by four hundred. Okay, Can I just say, Dave Witty says awesome. I'm a huge fan of your FPP podcast. I love it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave Witty. He said he wanted me to read it. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to read a different one. Uh, this Ian says, Bowden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hiya, gang. Hope everyone has a film-tastic 2023. Thanks for all you do for the film photo world. Uh, oh, H-N-Y-2-U. Happy New Year to you, I guess that says. Lance, fin- film Edinburgh Northbridge. Is that... Uh, Lance, uh, what's his name? Lance who? Who's the Lance that we know? I was going to say, you know, Lance, for like really FPP diehards, Lance was the picture-crossing guy. He would put pictures all over like European cities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance, uh, what, what's his name? It's right on the card there. Say it. Say my name. Rothstein. Say my name. I don't know. It doesn't say it. just Lance, says Lance. Lance Rothstein. Is it? Yeah. Well, it uh. says Lance, and then it says film member of Northbridge 9722 Rothstein. So I don't know if that... Lance. Don't put Picture this, crossing. Don't put this on the show. It makes us look like we forget what his name is. Oh, was that yeah. shipped from Europe? What kind of stamps you got on American there? American stamps. Oh. You're thinking of a different Lance. That's the Lance. You're thinking of Lance Boyle. I don't know what's happening. Next letter, please. <laughs> I'm just going to read this one again, because I'm still confused by it. I have one from Ian Bowden, Mike. Yes. It says, just so you all know, for a visit to the Camry Museum here in Stanton, I think... <laughs> you had to sound I that think, out? Um, well, no, because if you read on, it says here in Staunton, oh. they pronounce it Stanton. I got you. So Mark went there on our last podcast, and he gave a review, and he, every time he said the city, he said Staunton, I believe. Where Mark O'Brien said Staunton? I believe so, he because this uh, Ian Bowden here, he's either being a wise guy or he's trying to help out to... Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> ...to change the pronunciation to Stanton. Where in the I world guess is what that? the locals say. It's in Stanton, uh, Virginia, I believe. Oh. Yeah, but here we call it Staunton. <laughs> That's right. Well, we just read it as, we, as it's written there, Ian. So. Is it written like Staunton? Yes. Yeah. S-T-A-U-N-T-O-N. Staunton. Staun- oh, Staunton. 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 I think a letter to the... If you got the New York or New Jersey tri-state area accent, it's Staunton. Yes. Oh. Staunton, Virginia. Yes, if you're all prim and proper. But if you're from Virginia, it's Stanton. Stanton. When I moved here from the city, I had a feeling it's written the way to weed out yanks from the locals. <laughs> well, it worked, Ian. Anyway, I have a tasting menu restaurant called The Shack. The Shack. And a little market called The Stanton Grocery here in town. And would love to cook for you all. Whoa! The Shack. 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 I don't know. Virginia? Oh, maybe he's in Virginia. Maybe a photo walk as well. Yeah, I'm in Louisa, outside of Charlottesville, like 20 minutes, my brother-in-law lives there there are lots of photographers here and a handful of us shoot film anyway thanks for the shop and the podcast i purchased the majority of my film from you well thank you so much ian cool really quick i forgot to mention we're talking about ecn2 developers look at this new film we'll have in the fpp store what's that wow 5242 5242 kodak vision 5242 iso1 you know i love crazy isos oh yeah oh i love that you know i love crazy isos oh yeah 
Oh, I'm when's, totally into that. When's that backing up to the loading dock? Backing up to the loading dock. By the time that you, by th- by the time you hear this voice, Ooh. this will be in the store. Kodak Vision five two four two. Oh, oh I love that. But we only have five hundred rolls. Like, oh my god, sold. <laughs> Come visit me at marks5242.com. <laughs> We're going to sell this dirt cheap. Nine ninety nine? No, much cheaper than because that. Because only weirdos like me are going to buy it. Anything under ISO 6, six I'm all over. How about, how about, how about six ninety nine? but if you have the secret code you get in the <gasps> newsletter, you get it for four ninety nine. Oh, my God. That's a good deal. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that for four ninety nine for $5. Yeah. When, when we have these special offers, people go nuts. When we have these special offers, people go nuts. They buy a lot. Oh, my God. When we have these special offers, people go nuts. When we have these special offers, people go nuts. When we have these special offers, people go nuts. When we introduced the uh, Kentmere black and white film, yeah, uh, it's four ninety nine a roll. That's a good cheap roll. That's yeah, crazy, that's a good cheap man. film, and that stuff's good. People went n- nuts. One, two, three, forget about it. Well, this is, is caused by UFOs. Time to wake this show up. And this is interesting. ISO 1 film, it's interesting. It's great for shooting in the summer mm. because it's going to be super long exposures. You need to have a ton of sun. Yeah. Like, it's fun to shoot. Like on really, top of really Mount Everest. ISO. Shoot wide open, get a nice bokeh. Yeah. I've, I have pictures oh, that, that I've shot that people have looked at and been like, shoot wide open, get a nice bokeh. Uncle June, how was bokeh? Wonderful. I don't go down enough. That's not what I heard. I've, I have pictures oh, that, that I've shot that people have looked at and been like, wait, how did you do that? I'm like, because I'm shooting .1 ISO film. At 1.2 in full sun, and oh. but it's still like it, oh like it makes God. your stats so crazy that you look at it your like, depth Wait, of field how did you do is that? crazy short. Yeah, it's a super tight depth of field, but oh. in full sun. That yeah. low ISO color you shoot often. That's the one that kind of has a cyany tint to it. Yeah, I've got a I've got a you, bunch of them. Your pictures on the label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, I shot. Yeah, I shot that in uh, oh. Bermuda. Wow. Yeah. So you would just take that, put it in your film camera, and just walk around outside full sun. Wide open. Work, yeah, work it out on my light meter and then pull out my slide rule to go the extra five stops it needs. But yeah, that's I, yeah, I've, I've shoot that stuff a lot. Um, yeah, I have some yeah, stuff. Because I'm scared to shoot that. I have stuff Are you that's really? 0.3 yeah. ISO. Well, this is ISO 1. We have an awful lot of film in the FPP online store, mostly black and white. That's ISO like six, 6 and 3. Yeah. The 6, you just dial your Canon EOS or your Nikon, just dial it to yeah, 6. It's just, it's yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. three or four stops faster. Yeah, than but what, 1. Nobody goes to 1. Number one! Number one! Number one! Well, that's only two stops. Everybody's goes to 11 now, but nobody's (laughs) goes to one. Still have in the store, folks, uh, speaking of black and white crazy films that Mark likes, (laughs) this song, this, this. Uh, film has its own theme song. This is the Emulsion X. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still in stock. Really? Oh shits. It dribs and drabs out. Like oh, it's ISO 100. Oh. Well, it's a really tough film to shoot. This is the one when you develop it. The negatives are purple. Mm. <laughs> Do you recall? Yep. I haven't shot with that. For, I do, yeah. and now that you say purple negatives, that totally yeah. that totally comes back. I had some sitting at home that are waiting to be scanned. That was the stuff that you got. That they didn't know what it was, or you didn't oh, know what we, it was. Oh, we got it in. You guys had a test. Got it by mistake like or something. Yes. 
Yes. We don't know what it was. Yeah. The emulsion's like, it's thick. Yeah. It's weird. And then you contact them. Like, I want some more. They're like, no, you cannot have any more. <laughs> That's, we said that by mistake. When we come back, Mark's going to be talking about a Konica f- camera called Konica. 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 Konica, Konica? I have a letter, too. Oh. From Konica? No. We'll uh, read it as soon as we get back. We'll do a letter. Okay. okay. For great video films, great video value, and free memberships. Television. Available soon. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Television. All new members can pay just £5 and choose up to 50 films over one year. Television at Cotteridge, Kidderminster, Crazy Heath, and Blackheath. Now available, Police Academy 3. Hey, we're back. Hey. Pass that what are we doing? Pass what would you letter. say? Letter? Yeah. Oh, I thought, all right. I, I missed what you... I thought he was going to do the Konica Konica. Oh, do a letter. We're going to build suspense. Oh, okay. Everybody at home's like, oh, come on. I want to hear about that Konica. This says, hi, Michael. It was nice meeting you yesterday at the Jack and the Beanstalk screening. Mm. Abbott and Costello? Yes. I call it Abbott and Costello I'm sorry, and the Jack I'm and the sorry Beanstalk. I couldn't go. You would have had a great yeah, time. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I had It was go. fun. Um, the print looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you for the work you do. Oh, keep. We worked on that. That's right. Oh. With the 3D archive. That's why we went. It's all coming back to you now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we went, because the, the guy that you worked for... Bob uh, Fermanac and Jack Feekson. Great guys. Yes. Invited you along. I came along. But anyhow, we digress. Anyway, he says, thank you for the work you do keeping film alive and available and the hours of enjoyment listening to the FPP podcast. I do have one question. Oh. How did the NJFPP crew meet the Ohio crew? I don't think I've ever heard you mention that. Yeah, that's a that. good question. Oh, this is was, great. This is great. Was Matt first or Leslie first? Way back when, mm-hmm. John and I... In the 70s. Uh, is myself, John Fideli, and uh, Dwayne Tolkien. And we had the podcast called the FPP. That was uh, version one. Yeah, v- V1. Mm. 2009. Jesus. In 20, late 2010, I received an email from a guy named Matt Marash. Hmm. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be at the PDN Photo Expo. Can I meet you guys there? And I was like, okay, great. There were a few guys that showed. I don't know if you were there at that PDN. I don't think I went to the first one. It was Dwayne and myself at the PDN. And here's Matt. I mean, he had a huge 8x10 camera in a backpack. What was he, like 11? Yeah, he must <laughs> have his, been. On his backpack. <laughs> humping this, I mean, it's huge camera on his back. So we meet him, and we're just, like, astonished that he has this huge camera with him. Mike has to take his medicine. <laughs> and he's so... Gin. And he's so enthusiastic and excited. yeah. yeah. That's Matt. A month or two later, uh, I get an email from Dwayne. He's like, I'm out. And I called up Matt. And I'm like, hey, Matt, you want to come down on one in? You want in? <laughs> you want a piece of this? And at the time, I know this sounds funny. At the time, at the time, Matt was a traveling salesman. Sewing machine. Uh, fabrics and sewing machine That's parts. That's crazy. Wow. That's so mm-hmm. mad. Old school. You, you would think we're talking about the 60s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could just picture him with his... Did he have a hat? His two like, briefcases and his camera on his back suit? going door to door. I'll tell you, there's a lot to be said for youth, folks. Yeah. You um, do, I'm not kidding. Do the craziest stuff when you're young. When you're young... You don't know any better. You just hop in your car. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter you have to drive through the states. It doesn't matter. You just do it. Yeah. So, Matt came. It was a great show. I invited him, invited him back. And every time he came... In 2011, we said, hey, let's have a, a little photo walk on the streets of Finlay. Mm-hmm. I went and uh, brought Joey Kay with me. Joey Kay. He photo- photographed it and uh-huh. shot video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I first met Leslie Lazenby at, in her store, Imagine That. She had a shop. Mm-hmm. You've been to Finlay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Remember the Imagine That shop? I remember. Yeah. And Mecca. So that was um, 2011. 
And then I believe the next year we had our first official walking workshop. And at the walking workshop, Mark O'Brien came. Mm-hmm. And at one of the walking workshops, Owen McCafferty came. And it kind of just all just, you know. They gelled. Gelled. They were the, people mm-hmm. that, they were the cream that came to the top. Right. And simultaneously, Alan, I, was, I started to go with John to a smooth sailor rehearsals mm. every Tuesday night. Yes. And because I was, I was just so crazy needing to test film. It's perfect camp. environment to test. Back when we were shooting like ten rolls a night. Yeah. yeah. So I'd go, and then and I think it just you know it infected Dane and Mark. Yeah, it's sort of like you know infectious. Like, well, what are you doing? And I think what really infected these guys when I would shoot these shots of you guys playing, and I would leave the shutter open and, and get all these Wiggle crazy yeah, yeah. trails, yeah. And, and they were just like, "Whoa, I want in on that." <laughs> so first Dane came on, and then uh, Mark came on. Oh, I, I used to call Mark the guy who wears the fez. That's, mm. that's never, true. I was like, oh, the guy with the fez? Yeah. Oh, the guy with the fez. I love that fez. That was his trademark for and the that's that, And that's how that all happened. And then in 2012 and, 2011 and 2012, we all went to England. And then the end of 2012, that was really the height of the FPP. Yeah. <laughs> it's been downhill ever since. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's where I met Darren. <laughs> <laughs> that was the pinnacle of our outward exposure. That's where I met Darren, who has yeah. a birthday coming up soon. He does. But well, we, don't, we don't need to talk about that. Well, and, maybe we'll have an Easter egg at the end of the show. For <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had a guy email me. I forget who it was. I'm not I'm even just, done reading this guy's letter. Not, he's like, oh, yeah, I could tell. You know, early. He's like, oh, yeah, you sound old. That's <laughs> yeah. true. You sound beaten. Well, you sound stupid. All right, okay. finish your letter. All right. <clears throat> Smack After all that, now he says, a little bit about me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great story, but here's, here's me. I started shooting film and developing it when I was around 10. Oh, From the beginning, I was always interested in photography and electronics, particularly radio and television. What's a radio? One of my childhood heroes was Ouija, the famous. <laughs> yeah. I used to give my brother Ouija's. Ouija. <laughs> I used to give my brother Ouija's all the time, right? The famous photographer, Wet Willie. Oh. Eventually... Wet Willie. Eventually, I wound up in a lifelong career in broadcast television engineering, doing video and RF maintenance. Wow. Throughout that time, I've been a shooter with most of my interest in large format. Now that I'm retired, I have more time for photography, but lack some of the youthful enthusiasm well, that got me outside on cold days with my view cameras. Ugh. I'm probably more into the technology than the artistry of photography. Although I do not intend to depart anytime soon, I have thought about willing some of my camera collection to the FBP. Don't. (laughs) It's so expensive to ship. I also have a very well-equipped darkroom that someday would be a good start for a community darkroom. There are two Bessler 4x5s, a six-foot sink, and a couple of Jobo processors. Congratulations on your work at Union College, Professor, Professor Mike. That's right. Are there other county colleges in the area with similar programs? Yes. Care Alan Cohen. Are there? I found out at... I found out at the Abbott and Costello Meet Jack the Beanstalk screening that Montclair University also has uh, a film, a film program. photography program in Darkroom. Huh. Oh. Never heard of it. Mon- <laughs> Mon- what? Mon- Montclair. And then uh, I guess I could, like, you know, flash my union badge at William Patterson College. Oh, yeah. Once your professor is <laughs> one place, so you get in everywhere. I'm curious if the William Patterson Darkroom still exists. Call him up. Who's going to call? 
You're an alumni. Say hi. I, I'm an alumni. Uh, I have a question. Uh, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> this is Mike. My name's Mike. Uh, I went there. Did I say? That? Oh, I'll just sorry. wear my professor suit. I'll just show up on campus. They're not even know the difference. Just <laughs> walk in suit. and go see. Nobody's gonna stop. I dress different. Put on my professor costume. Just have a like briefcase and walk with purpose in your phone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the patches on your elbows and the big pipe. That, it was that's in your the, costume. It was in the Ben Sean Hall. Do you remember? That's right. Absolutely. Ben Sean Hall bottom. Yeah. What's this about dark rooms? Always being in a freaking basement. Well, because they're dark. You don't want windows. Anyways. Anyway, very nice meeting you, Anyways. Yes, Alan, thank you. Konica. 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 There is a camera called Konica. There is a camera camera called Konica. I feel like I've forgotten everything about this camera in the last last 10 minutes of whatever we were just talking about. Take it away. I want everyone to know this is not like a a point-and-shoot or an SLR. This is an old-timey, what, like circa 1960s? Hey, man, save it for the, <laughs> save it for the show. But they don't have the food I eat. They only have chicken, vegetables I've never seen before. Brought to you by Vix. <laughs> yes. Konica. Konica. Like, like, I'm, mm. like I'm seriously, like, completely just, like, discombobulated. Mm. So the company <laughs> that made this particular camera was, hey. Konica. Eat your, eat your marzipan. He's I'm watching out for He's looking shards. at you like a hawk. Uh, the company that produced this camera Conica. was originally... No. Oh. Uh, they, they made other things. Um, uh, Mixing bowls. Lenses and things like that. <laughs> I mean, they made other photographic equipment. Oh, okay. Um, and they were called the Kanishiroku Photo Industry Company Limited. Wow. That's a mouthful. Uh, and then what they did was, in this sort of similar style to what um, like Ernst Light's made Laika, L-E-I, mm-hmm. Laika, and uh, Yashima Photocorp made Yashika. So this company, Kanishiroku, made Kanika. Oh. So they decided to start making con- it's cameras, and the first camera they made is, is just called one? the Kanika. It doesn't actually have... It's just Kanika. It just doesn't have a name, so it, it is actually the Kanika Kanika. Okay. This particular one I have here, these came out in... Uh, or the, the Kanika Kanika came out in 1947. Wow. Like with a lot of Japanese... And Russian and German cameras at the time, they kept changing the design a little bit every six months or every year, and they would make something a little different. So this is one of those cameras that it's like it's the Konica Konica, but it's specifically like the Type Two C second generation version F. Like, <laughs> so the one I have is from 1949. Um, they had a variety of it's different like third generation. Yeah, they kept making little changes to it here and there. You could get a couple of different lenses. You could get a couple of different the shutters. The one I have here is the is a super clean minty mint version of it. From considering this thing is seventy three years old, mm-hmm. it spent all of its life in its leather case. Um, when I first got it, the the uh, shutter and everything was all gummed up and frozen. For this one, I just unscrewed the front element, put some acetone in there, worked it for a bit, and it completely came right back. Now, to what light is acetone? Acetone is uh, some kind of a chemical. Where can you get a paint store? Uh, yeah. Is, is it like a you lubrication? Can, you can get acetone. Is it a lubricant? No, it's a it's a solvent. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's a nail polish remover. Okay. But it'll depending on what kind of lubrication old cameras had, it it usually can like sort of so dissolve. like if there was like grease or something in there that got hard. Yeah, there's certain kinds that, of so. yeah uh, yeah and. I don't know exactly who used what, but I generally find that like old Russian cameras, acetone doesn't work on. You have to use alcohol, and they use some kind of weird grease that turns into like wax, some kind of oil that turns into like a wax. Um, these old cameras, just like literally two or three drops of the acetone, it completely evaporates away in a few minutes. So mm. you just put it in there. It melts the old dried up oil. You just keep kind of working all the gears, 
and then it sort of evaporates away and comes back. Eighty percent of the time, it just keeps working without having to completely disassemble everything. And, re- and the acetone reduce, won't reduce. hurt glass; it won't hurt metal, so it's it's good to use. So in this case, uh, it it did come right back to life. This one has the uh, fifty millimeter two point eight hexar lens with the Connie Rapid S shutter. Uh, it goes from uh, one second uh, down to one five hundredth plus bulb. It's got a bayonet mount on the barrel here for a flash, mm. obviously like M synced or whatever, and then a remote uh, cable release port, so you can use it with a cable. Mm. It's still like sort of early camera winding. It works like a C three, like the old Argus C three. Mm. So you can you can cock it and shoot it as many times as you want to advance the film. It actually locks. You push the little button on the back, oh, that which thing. allows oh. you to advance right. the film. And you gotta hold it down or just once. Just pop it, and then once you start to roll it, it'll it'll roll and then lock into the next frame. Gotcha. So it just, it's like one step up from looking at the red window. The knob wind is really kind of uncomfortable to use. Yeah. You know, it's fine. It looks good. It feels good. The trouble with this one was the rangefinder is really beautiful on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the shutter was wasn't working, and I fixed that. Loaded it up with film, and I went to shoot it, and I realized there's something gummed up in the winding too. So I, I put a roll of film in it, but I actually can't shoot it. So I have to put this in a dark bag and get the film back out and delve into it again. So I haven't had a chance to shoot this one so you yet. You just got to throw some acetone on the winding. Yeah, basically, I just have to get you know that. Going hopefully, see what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. It feels strange. I'm I'm afraid something's more seriously wrong inside of there. But that's why it's in such good shape. It broke in 1951, and no yeah. one ever used it again. But um, I I'm sure I can get in there and, and figure out what's going on with it. It's just another one of those sort of quirky 40s cameras. You also have to remember to pop the lens out <clears throat> before you shoot with it. Otherwise, everything's going to be out of focus. John, stupid. Yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> don't forget that dumbass. Um, and then, uh, yeah, otherwise, it's not a very ergonomically no. pleasant camera to use. But it's, it's so, not it's set so, up nicely. It's very front-heavy. It, it hurts to but wind. But it's so odd and beautiful looking at the same time that if you own it and you buy it, I mean, you're vested and you're like, oh, you're going to make the effort to shoot. Quirky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I completely admit mm. that I'm jaded because... I have a hundred cameras that look just like this, made by Ricoh or made by Ooh, anybody. Canon and Nikon. Yeah, so every time I pull one out, you know, I shoot with it, and I like the feeling of the sharp-edged metal, and I like that sort mm. of early 50s feel, but then it just makes me want to go shoot my Nikon S2 or, like, shoot something that's really, you know, really rewarding to shoot. I'm totally spoiled in that respect, but, yeah, it's it's a really solid little camera. Um, it's hard to pin down an exact value because they, they did have, like, a dozen different versions of this, but they... All seem to be in the forty to sixty dollar range on eBay. That's not too bad. So it kind of yeah, it kind of gives you an, a feeling like it's not junk, but it's not yeah. a Leica. But the fact that they're even going for fifty or sixty bucks, and I, I, I know I don't like yeah, the because way it of feels that mount. That's why it's worth a little bit more than what you'd expect. I'd expect that to be like a five dollar camera. Yeah, but it's yeah. <clears> I mean, you can feel it. it's yeah. super solid. Where yeah. you're holding it, but yeah, it's super solid. You cock uh, it here. Yeah, you have to cock it there, and then this is the actual shutter right Where? there. Oh, you just bring it to the right. Yeah, and then. Oh, okay. That's, or see, use that's the cable weird. release. That's, that's... Yeah, and when you, and when you go oh. to fire it, it spins the barrel. Oh, really? Which unlocks it, and then you can accidentally push it back in a hair, and then your picture will be Is out of focus. Right? Like, yeah, see. yeah, it's just not a great. Guys had a great design. idea, and they didn't really, you know, yeah. engineer it out properly. Um, the original, and also just to sort of put it into perspective, I found this is the original ad for it. Hmm. Facts, not fancy, about 35mm cameras. So the original price for it was ninety nine fifty wow. in 1950. Wow. Which translates to wow. um, That's a lot about $1,200 today. It's <clears throat> a lot of money, man. So it's, imagine spending $1,200 on a camera. And then that was half the price of what the Leica was. Again, put it in perspective. Jesus. So uh, the, uh, the Leica, you know, similar Leica at the time would have been $2,400. No kidding. Wow. 
Although I did look, the uh, the Leica is now worth thirty times more than this camera. So the Leica. If you what? got the Leica at the time, M three. I, I don't remember what you, even what model I looked up. M one. Yeah, they go for thousands. So you paid twice as much back then, but now they're worth thirty times as much. Mm. <laughs> and have you shot yeah. with any of our monster films? Fear will freeze you when you face it. The mummy. I didn't. I I got some of the mummy film, but I just have not. Okay. Okay. But um, do you still shoot a lot? I, I don't shoot too much, and and I don't tend to shoot. I I tend to shoot outdoors. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. And current residence is not very inspiring for pictures. It doesn't have very good light. Like it just, I don't. I never want to shoot around the house. So about like walking around the neighborhood. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is because like it's just kind of cold and gray, and I'm just not in the mood. So in in the next couple of months, as it starts to get warmer out, I will You're definitely. I'm back. COVID's over. You know, like creatively, I'm I'm getting back into it. I've, I've been mixing developers, and yeah, so I'm I'm back back into uh, looking forward to some spring weather <clears> and doing <throat> some photo walks and shooting some. Yeah, we graffiti gotta, and urban decay. We got to get a, a photo walk. Oh, on. Virginia, go down at Stanton. Well, you guys are talking Stanton. about You know that uh, right in Pompton Lakes, Station One carries FPP film and cameras. That's right. How's he making out down there? I'm going to find out this weekend. Oh. Station. Are one. you suggesting doing a, just a photo walk in the neighborhood where you live? He's lazy, so Mike can just walk he's, outside. He's just That's sitting right. on his balcony, waving to us as we go by. I don't have to go. <laughs> I just shoot with a 500 lens. millimeter lens. Yeah. You guys from the balcony. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm up for. I'm always up for that. Oh, I said earlier, I'm. I am going to England in a couple of months. I'm going up to like Manchester area. Oh, Liverpool. Oh. Then you will see Darren. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He's getting he's getting up there in years. I don't know if he's, <laughs> he's, Sir he's pa- seeing people. Sir Paul, will you be seeing him? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to stay with him. What I, else? What else about the Conoco? That's it. That's basically it. I don't what, have much else to say. Do we have any it doesn't work. Left? I don't like the way it yeah, feels. I got a letter. Oh, let's do a letter. It's Fifty. Bucks. Okay. So Mark doesn't like the way it feels. He doesn't like the way it operates. Why would I shoot this when I can shoot one of my two thousand dollar cameras? He has no idea where he. <laughs> he has no idea where he got it. Where'd you get it? I don't know. <laughs> Flea market. There's probably 10 bucks in a bucket at a flea market, which that's another thing. Yep. You can't get those anymore. You really can't? Are you I, sure? Do you remember? I You're used to, a Mr. Estate sale. My Yashica, I have, <laughs> I have a gold Yashica T4 that I got at a thrift store for five ninety nine. Nothing. There's not even point and shoot at thrift stores anymore. There's no, there's no vintage cameras anymore. A gold T4? Anywhere. That thing's worth like $3,000. I know. It was six bucks. I sent you a picture from the oh store. I was like, oh my God, God, guys, look what I just found. That's amazing. But you can't get those anymore. I used to go in and buy SLRs at the thrift stores or... Estate sales and flea market, they're just the not weirdest, there anymore. The weirdest stuff hits. I think it's just all kind of been sucked up. It's all gone. Yeah. Well, people know the value of it now. Or they. What is the value of? The value, they the don't value is whatever they want to pay they for. They don't. Look, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, here's. I've got my grandfather's untested Nikon Nikkor mat. I saw a Nikon eBay to go for $1,000, so it must be $1,000. Like, yeah. no, I'll give you 15 for it. Like, seriously. So, I wish those super MEs were worth something. How, you want a super? Want a super? I've MA? never had one that worked, dude. It'll I, break if you give it to me. Work? I don't know. I've got literally. I bet there's thirty of them back there. Super ME, super ME programs. Do they work? I don't know. I don't they, know what the point. I don't, I don't know why we have so many. That you have to focus. They're like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I want to tell it what my aperture is. I don't want it to no, just make something like up. They're like very early automatic cameras. Yeah, I don't like those. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I've had a bunch of those. 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 Th- those are the ones I used to get for like ten bucks, and mm-hmm. they. I never got one that worked. Really. Well, I'll give you like 30. I could buy one new in the box. It wouldn't work. I'll give you five on the way out. Jeez. Okay. What do you got? Uh, uh, this is from Haniel Zlatkin, oh. our uh, Israeli uh, 
listener and donator of cameras, and he said, as we discussed earlier this week, I'm donating you guys some cameras. He shipped a package containing four cameras. Wow. Wow, that's right. That's a long distance. Yes. With the shipping prices being what they are, thank you so much, Haniel. Uh, I'm really happy that I made some kids happy. Hope the young generation will enjoy good old film photography. I'm sure they will with your generous donation. Appreciate it, man. Do you know Courtney Cole? I do now. Yeah. She said, Michael, I want to thank you for pulling me back into film and for doing what you are doing to keep film alive. Like many other idiots, (laughs) I had sold off all of my still and movie cameras several years back, and now I am working on reacquiring the ones I had. And thanks to your team uh, for planning ideas in my head. I have already surpassed where I was with still cameras, but rather than going back to the Super 8 cameras I was using before, mostly for stop motion, I'm going straight for 16. Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> That's twice as much. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to thank you for is turning me on to Granddaddy. It's my new Spotify channel. Yeah! <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Jeez. Hi, <laughs> <Hi>, Granddaddy. <laughs> Granddaddy is a 90s band? Oh, I thought yes. it was like a whiskey. Yes. Uh, here's, a, here's a big hit. You know this? Oh, I know this. Trying to make it stop. They're like a that's a Weezer esque. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It won't stop. There we go. Listen, there were some great songs by Granddaddy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Let me tell you how about this one? This is this is called Crystal Lake. Same album? Nah, different album. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. How about this one? Wait, wait. There's another one. How about this one? Who can forget? And then there's and everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, bear with me here. And remember the first time you heard this one? <laughs> So the band's called Granddaddy. No, what's, I know. What's the main guy's name? Jason Lytle. Right. Yeah. He has solo albums as well. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Good. You want to hear him? No. No, <laughs> no offense, you, Jason. Is the letter done? Yeah, the letter's done. Oh, hey, you know, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, we don't realize... Should we read this one? We, we don't realize how, you know, all this tomfoolery that we do here, yeah. that we're so vested and so excited about what we do, that, you know, other people, you know, get into it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what we're here for. That's very exciting. Well, here's the thing with that champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Suskind, Ted Koppel. But funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? It's exciting and dynamic. Yeah. So you're turning people on to music and film, Mike. Yeah. You know, I don't think I talk about movie film enough on this show. Movie film? Why don't we do that next time? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Let's save it. Save it for the next show. I wish I could infect you guys and you guys like crazy about movie film like I am. But from your moving pictures, you can take stills. Yeah, but they're low quality stills. No, they're not. Not on 16 millimeter. I'm sh- I want to shoot it? seventy. I want to shoot IMAX, How and about, then I'll take some stills. Would you shoot a thirty-five millimeter motion picture camera? No, if it were that size, because it would be so expensive. And what am I going to yeah. shoot? Like I have nothing to shoot. <laughs> I don't care. 
I don't want to have like '60s home movies of like you know, and Edna waving at the camera and like uh, I'm not, not going to do anything with that. How it's, come? Like, it's like that cost me a thousand dollars that wave. We talked about this, you know, like year yeah, ago. We did. I'm more likely to just make a movie if you said here's a here's a 60 millimeter camera and here's a bunch of rolls of movie film. Go make a movie. Mm-hmm. With a plot and like, I would be more into that. That's what we have to do. I, I, that, we need that to make would be a sh- fun. We need to make a short film. Yes, you would do that. I would do that. You'd write it. Maybe be in it. You know, could be silent. Could I, be a comedy. I don't have to be silent. I mean, I know how to how to talk in good. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. 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 Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. Hey, we're going to see oh everyone uh, next month for our St. Patrick's Day extravaganza. Oh, oh, be gone to be working. Because that's how it's going to be talking about. That's how I'm going to be speaking after. And maybe maybe Mark, Odalzell, too. maybe Mark Odalzell. I'm already Scottish. Mark Odalzell. Oh. Mike Orasso. And John O'Fadelli. John O'Fadelli. Come John-o- here, boy. John O'Fadelio. Come here, son. All right. Yeah, that'll be fun. Well, well stay tuned. We're going to play some tracks now from Darren Ballard Riley. And uh, stay, stay tuned. And then something else. Yeah, stay tuned to well, the end. You know what? I have a new, I have a new uh, what do you say? Good, the tagline? Good night line? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what I say to my kids every day when they go out to school. Yes. I say, have fun, be kind, and learn something. Who are you, Mick wow, Cribben? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mick Cribben. <laughs> Michael, no. like Michael, Are you turning into a live, laugh, Michael. love guy. No, Mick no. Would say, Mike, have fun. Same. It's a feature. Yeah. He would say all the time. Yeah, yeah. Have fun eating cold pizza and sleeping two hours a night. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. What's his name? Mick. Cribben. Mick. Thanks, Mick. He made the film uh, "Warning Children at Play." Trauma released it. It's a horror movie. Yeah, I know Trauma. Susan. That's right. That's the one. Yeah. All right, everyone. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Terry Riley. Happy birthday to you. You bastard. I can't believe you squeezed into that dress. I know. I can this is Dave Davies from the Kings. Shut up. This what? is Ray Davies. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. You don't know squat. This is Ray Davies. Happy birthday. This mate. is Dave Davies. Dave, shut up. <laughs> Sod off, you pisser. Anybody is wondering what's happening. Mike, what's happening? On the 16th is Darren Riley's birthday. Happy birthday, Darren. Happy birthday, baby. And uh, Darren contributes... A lot of music, all the all the hits to the show, all whether the we want it or not. <laughs> yeah, just keeps sending it. Yes, and uh, he's a huge inspiration as well. Absolutely, a good friend, an amazing artist. Yes, Darren draws on uh, Instagram. On Instagram, this is Paul McCartney saying, "Wishing you, <laughs> <laughs> wishing you a, wishing you a happy birthday, Darren." He's just an all-around swell guy, and we're really happy to have Food you. Critic. Food critic, <laughs> yes. 
and regular fries and a drink. £16.70! £16.70! Especially when it comes to burgers. Uh, We're really happy to have him as a part of the extended FPP family. Hey, Darren. Happy 50th birthday. Do you know that's half a friggin' century? Wow. I just can't imagine anyone that old. Oh, wait a minute. I'm way older. But I hope you have a great birthday and don't become an old wanker. Oi, Darren! Bruce Springsteen here. <laughs> Happy birthday, mate. And here's one from Leslie. Oh, Darren, one of the best things about being with FPP is all the wonderful people I've met. And believe me, meeting you and Becky are right on top. Happiest birthday, Darren. Cheers to many more. Leslie. Hey, this is Dave Edmonds from Rockpile and the Dave Edmonds Band. Happy birthday, you little jackass. <laughs> Matt Mirage says, Hey Darren, it's Matt from FPP. Holy crap, the big 5-0. That's a ton of film you must have shot in all that time. Anyway, here's to a great year, a filmtastic year, and happy shooting. Hello Darren, this is Nick Lowe. I just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. And uh, say hello to that bird of yours. Scrappy Snaps. <laughs> Darren, this is... <laughs> this is Elvis Costello. Willie Fab seeing you at the Brian Wilson concert. Was it Brian Wilson? No, it's Mike Nesmith. <laughs> Willie Fab seeing you at the Billy Grant seeing you at the Mike Nesmith concert. Hey, don't ever come near me again. I'll have you beaten. <laughs> <laughs> hey Darren, this is Mark Nesmith. <laughs> I just wanted to say it's nice to see you at my concert all those years ago. If you don't leave my friend Elvis Costello alone. I'm going to beat you. Hey, Darren, this is Brian Wilson. Oh, really? Really great. You know, <laughs> thanks a lot for liking my music. Hey, Darren, this is Tom Selleck. <laughs> you don't know me, but I wish you would draw me one of these days on your Instagram channel. Hey, Darren, this is Lee Majors. <laughs> I was a much bigger star than Tom Selleck. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's debatable, Lee. Oh, damn. Anyways, to cap it off, Darren, you know what? I'm not afraid to say it. I love you, man. And I hope you have a great birthday. And here's to at least 10, 15 more. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I've been thinking we should cut out all the drinking and the fatty stuff. Exercising is a good idea Cause baby we don't get enough Girl it would be so wrong If we don't live for long Well I could wear too many coats And maybe you could wear a blanket on your knees We drive at 30 miles an hour
should cut out all the drinking and the fatty stuff And maybe exercising is a good idea Cause baby we don't get enough Let's get on Pass now.